WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. Boston Globe reporter Tiana Woodard, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. I know it's been like, I think, over a year at this point. Well, glad to have you now, especially with this story that you have about this Walgreens that's closing in Roxbury. Yes. Set to close at the end of the month, I should say. Yep. And um, what makes this significant is that it's the fourth location of the pharmacy chain to close in Boston's predominantly black and brown neighborhoods. And, you know, the closure of this Walgreens highlights concerns about inequitable access to health care in these communities. Mm -hmm. So, Tiana, set the stage for us. Just tell us what the community reaction was like when people found out that this Walgreens, which is on Warren Street in Roxbury, when they found out it was closing. Yeah, so... Everyone was really caught off guard, um, not just by it being, like you said, the fourth Walgreens that was going to close in a little over a year in that area, but just the fact that there was little to no notice given. Most of the people, I think I mentioned in the story, they found out that it was closing where they just were going to barren shelves or seeing less and less things being available there and just wondered enough to ask. They were really caught off guard also because I know that when those three Walgreens closed, um, I believe one on River Street last year, one in Hyde Park, and then one in Roxbury on Washington Street in Nubian Square. Once that happened, a lot of the customers of those Walgreens will say, like, well, you can go to the Warren Street one. We'll push them there. So now that this Warren Street one is closing, they're saying go to Columbus Ave. And so a lot of Customers, a lot of residents are wondering, like, how many Walgreens are we going to be bounced to yeah. until there's none available in our neighborhoods anymore? All right. So here's another question, right? Mm-hmm. Some folks might hear this and say, OK, well, a Walgreens is closing. So what? Mm-hmm. Lay this out for folks. Why is this situation a big deal? It's a big deal because... For I believe that customers are telling me they've been going to Walgreens for at least 30 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Just to uproot and go somewhere else where you've built relationships with these pharmacists, with these workers. When a pharmacy leaves, you're losing healthcare access, prescription access, hygiene access, food access. This is one of those things that you center your life around and that you put your routine around. And now it's just uprooting your routine or an interruption in your routine that you're having to adjust to all over again. And do they have any other options other than Walgreens, even if it's a private pharmacy or or store or something like that? Yeah, that's a good question. I know that there is a CVS that is, I believe, the closest pharmacy to there. There's, I know they're transferring all those prescriptions to Columbus Ave and Roxbury. There are a few independent pharmacies throughout Boston. I know there's one Black-owned pharmacy in Boston. But even just like as these pharmacies, these retail pharmacies like Walgreens are closing, it's because they're suffering or that the industry isn't like it is anymore. And if these are suffering, then these independent pharmacies must be taking even more of a hit. Mm -hmm. So, Tiana, I want to step back and look at the bigger picture for the city. Last year, the Boston Public Health Commission found that there was a 23 year difference in life expectancy between Back Bay and Roxbury. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how that situation plays into all of this, right? This divide when it comes to health and access to health care. Yeah, I think that that study and that statistic just underscores the need even more for these pharmacies and for these services to be in these communities. Because we know that, like, historically, just there's so many issues, chronic illnesses, so many ailments that affect our Black and brown communities just more for a lot of reasons. So the fact that a pharmacy where a lot of people are getting high blood pressure medication, diabetic strips, so many other things that, um, unfortunately, Black and brown people are more susceptible to fall under, this can definitely exacerbate some of those health disparities that the Boston Public Health Commission found. And I don't know, I can't even put it into words just how much of a loss that this could mean for the community. Mm-hmm. It's those little things that perhaps, you know, if you're in a more affluent community, perhaps you don't even you think, don't about. think about it. So back in 2022, Walgreens closed three other Boston locations. Am I correct? Yep. And those were also in black and brown communities. Yep. Hyde Park, River Street, like the Mattapan, Dorchester, like Lower Mills area, and then Roxbury, too. Didn't Boston City Council try to get Walgreens to keep those locations open back then? What happened there? Yes, they did. Well, that's the thing. Um, A government or a municipal government can't force a private corporation to be like, keep this open or close this or do that. They have no control over that. But last year, the Boston City Council um, with counselors Tanya Fernandez-Anderson and Brian Orell, who represent the areas that those Walgreens were closing, they like filed legislation that called for Walgreens to postpone closing any Walgreens or even opening any other ones until... They can just get a better hold of things or better understanding of what's been happening. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really anything that happened with that legislation last year. And I know that um, the counselors expressed interest in creating a hearing order so that whether it's the residents or even Walgreens representatives can provide some more answers or some more perspective to what's happening. That's all that's happened. I know that there's some interest just in, well, we know that we can't keep you from closing, but can we at least get more than a two weeks notice or can there be some sort of logistic or some sort of standard in place so that we can better help our residents to plan for these closures and make sure that there's no interruptions in the medications they may have to take every day. We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. 
and a search for the truth once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back with more from Tiana Water. Do we have an idea of what might replace that Walgreens on Warren Street? That's a good question. I asked the city councilors, asked elected officials to see if they knew. I reached out to the person that owns that property. There's no really word on what will be replacing that. I know the elected officials hope that maybe it could be another pharmacy or some small business that could give back to the community in some way. There's been some whispers about like a a grocery store replacing it, but there's really no way to know at this point. Mm. Okay, so Tiana, seeing that this is not the first time this situation has happened in the Mm -hmm. city, in a black and brown community, I'm thinking that this speaks to a larger trend nationwide. It's happening everywhere. Can you talk about that? Did you look into that as you were reporting this story? Yeah, so... It seems like across the country, I know that I like kind of mentioned earlier in this convo that retail pharmacies are struggling across the board. I know that Walgreens announced like close to a thousand stores that were being closed over the next few years or so. CVS did. Rite Aid just got its bankruptcy approved. Uh, A lot of these like retail pharmacies are really struggling to keep up with like Amazon and other online retailers that are offering similar services or similar Mm -hmm. healthcare needs. So even though they're closing across the board and they're closing across the country, Mm. it seems that these certain black and brown neighborhoods, whether it's in Boston or in South Life Chicago or in predominantly Latine parts of San Francisco, that these pharmacies are being closed in those communities first, and they're just taking the brunt of these closures and these bankruptcies and just the turnover of this industry overall. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about here is something called pharmacy deserts, right? Mm -hmm. And a pharmacy desert can be defined as a neighborhood where the average distance to the nearest pharmacy is one mile or more. These are areas where it's a long walk. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not everyone has a car. Do we know exactly why the Walgreens on Warren Street in Roxbury decided to close? Yeah. When Walgreens gave me a statement or a reason, they attribute it to a variety of factors, whether it's keeping a right network of stores to better suit their customers' needs or differences or changes in the industry. From that statement, it was really hard for me to tell why exactly this Walgreens closed. I know that a lot of comments or a lot of things that I've seen is that people immediately attribute it to shrinkage or theft. And I feel that that's a little racist. (laughs) Yes. It's a very like, I feel that a lot of people wouldn't say that if it were a Walgreens closing in another part of town. Right. And I know that last year that Walgreens, their chief financial officer had actually said like, We had played up the shrinkage issue a little bit too much. That's not the exact reason that we're closing everything. So Mm. I'm still figuring out why they closed this Walgreens in particular. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I do firmly believe that we shouldn't put the community at fault for that. Right. We should mention Mm -hmm. that 
this Walgreens, this particular location, was supposed to close on Martin Luther King Day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they postponed it until the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Why did they do that? Yes. Yeah, so they postponed it to give the community a little bit more time to transfer prescriptions or to make the necessary like changes or adjustments. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I had reached out to the um, organizers that were coordinating a protest and trying to keep this Walgreens from closing, I was just told in short that this is a drop in the bucket. Sure, that's a few weeks extra for the community to respond and make the proper arrangements, but you're still losing a Walgreens. You're still losing a pharmacy. Yeah. Well, what's next from here? Can anything be done to either keep the Walgreens open or Mm -hmm. ease the transition for something else, you know? Yeah, a lot of my stories, I wish there was a happy ending or a final chapter, but we can't keep the Walgreens from closing. We can't keep any business from opening or closing, especially if it feels that's the best decision that it can make. I think this shows that the city can step up and help residents that may be facing a loss in healthcare access, or it could even give an opportunity for these independent pharmacies to fill the void that these retails or these um, corporations are leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Where can people go from here and, and how can they keep up with further developments? Yeah, good question. So I am going to keep reporting on this as much as I can. Um, and I'd also like encourage them to reach out to like their Walgreens pharmacies or just or the pharmacists or just ask the workers in there what's happening. Because like I said, like I may not have found out about the story if it weren't people just asking more or just questioning things or being a little bit more curious about what's happening in their own backyards. Mm-hmm. Tiana, thank you so much for taking the time to share your work with us. This is very important. So we really appreciate you coming through. Happy to be here. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you like what you're hearing, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, especially Apple or Spotify. Rate and review us. Let us know how you're liking the show. Thank you to everybody who already has. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow.